All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we help you decide, prepare, transform into becoming the best physical therapist you can possibly imagine. So on this episode, uh, we are blessed and highly honored to have the famous, if you guys don't know now, I know that she's famous in our PT world, the famous uh, Heidi Jenenga here. So thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. And I'm so grateful that you have this um, scholarship opportunity that we'll be talking about. So again, thank you for that and being so generous um, with your time and your um, money, I guess, as well. So um, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Casey. It's honestly my honor to be on your show. Um, congratulations on your, all of your success, actually. Um, been looking at all of your your online assets, and you guys are killing it. So kudos to you, you and your co-founder. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying to follow in your footsteps. We've been watching you for a long <laughs> time. So um, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that um, entrepreneurship, 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 um, uh, energy and vibe runs strong in both of you. I can tell. So, oh yeah, keep up the great work. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I'm sure I'll I'll try and uh, put in some questions about that as well in this interview okay. as well. But um, for those of you who uh, who don't know, or for those of them who don't know about you, I just sure. give us a little oversight of of kind of your bio and background. Yeah, I um, I was an athlete in, in college. I played basketball in college and I was actually pre-med in undergrad thinking that I wanted to be a, a doctor and um, was playing ball and injured my knee my junior year. Uh, went down with a knee injury and uh, got introduced to PT after my MRI was inconclusive. They, I, they thought I might've torn my ACL, but they weren't sure. So they wanted to send me to PT first. That was kind of my, my first intro to physical therapist. And uh, within six weeks, I was back up and running and at least running with a straight line. And a uh, therapist got me back to playing that season with a brace. And so I became super intrigued um, with what you know it took to become a physical therapist. And to be honest, when I found out that it, at that time, because I'm kind of old, um, it was a master's program and not a doctorate program. And so, you know, going to school for two and a half years post undergrad versus 10 years of, of medical school at the time seemed really a better option. Um, and so I went down the path of learning more about PT and became a physical therapist. I went to the Institute of Physical Therapy, which is now called the University of St. Augustine. Um, and um, over my 15 year career as a uh, clinically uh, or as a clinical therapist, I worked in outpatient orthopedics and sports and um, met a lot of the goals that I had set for myself with regard to working with professional athletes, um, and, you know, NBA, WNBA, like was able to just push a lot of the sort of dreams that I had as a therapist to, to be able to do. Um, and then I rose to levels of leadership um, as a clinic director for one of the largest sports medicine practices in the country. And, um, and you have to take yourself back. I know you, it's hard for students to do, uh, but if you take yourself back you know, 15 years, um, therapists were all documenting on pen and paper. And as a, as a, a clinic director, I had P&L responsibilities. And that means that I had to um, you know, run all the business side of the clinic. And um, one of our basic, biggest expenses was transcription and dictation. Uh, and we were spending a ton of money on, on transcribing, meaning um, talking into a dictaphone to translate our, our verbal language into 
typewritten notes that we would then send to our referring physicians or the uh, doctors referring uh, the patients to therapy. And so um, I thought there had to be something better out there. So we did a little research and everything we found was very medically based, non-web-based. And as we all know, therapists don't like to sit behind a desk. <laughs> so um, I put my head together with a software engineer, a technologist, and we created version one back in 2006, developed it, and then launched the company in 2008 after we did a little market research. And we found that 80% of therapists at that time were um, all documenting on pen and paper. So the problem that I was having, that I was trying to solve was actually pretty ubiquitous throughout the entire profession. And so we launched the company in February, 2008. We sold five clinics that very first month. And today we have um, just over close to 50% market share in terms of utilizing the EMR um, in the PT space. And so it's been an incredible, incredible ride. I've kind of run the quote unquote entrepreneurial gamut. I left practice, uh, actual clinic, clinical practice in 2011 after my daughter was born, um, trying to juggle three full-time jobs was not kind of in the cards, um, but this path of taking me out of non-clinical um, practice that, you know, anytime anyone asks me, well, what do you do? It's it's not tech entrepreneur or anything like that. My first response is still always, I'm a physical therapist who happened to do this other thing. And so um, I keep my license um, up to date and uh, you know, have those employees every once in a while come to my office and say, oh man, I did something to my shoulder. Of course, you know how it goes with fr friends and family who just uh, need a little advice. So uh, love keeping myself up to date with as much as I possibly can. Um, and then sort of just the transition uh, to, to the topic uh, at hand, um, you know, I've, I've accomplished some financial success with building a software company and having a few uh, rounds of funding that um, have allowed me to, to um, you know, set aside some money in a foundation to do something. And I didn't really know what I really wanted to do with it. Um, so I sat on it for about a year trying to decide what path I, I wanted to go in and um, you know, we do something called the state of rehab therapy report every year at WebPT. And one of the big findings was all about the lack of diversity in the profession. And, um, you know, every year it would come back and it would be minuscule changes in the percentages across the board of, you know, differentiating or, or changing the diversity. And so, um, after the, uh, events of 2020, and still no changes in our 2020 report, um, I set out to, with my foundation, to make a difference in trying to slowly change the diversity by creating a scholarship program for um, incoming students who have been accepted into the physical therapy uh, school. So any school across the country can receive, you can, as a student, you can receive a scholarship. So we have two different scholarships, one for Crest Scholars, which is um, first and second year students in PT school, and then also a residency program scholarship for those that want to go on to residency um, after they've graduated from PT school. Man, there's so much to touch on with this. And, and, and again, I, I'm so grateful and thankful that you're doing this. It's, it's just going to help so many people, in addition to the people who you've helped so far, as I'm sure you know. But there's one point that stood out to me. Um, you were talking about solving problems. Um, yep. and, and many times, and this goes into the topic as well, 
Um, we get the question all the time, is PT school worth it? And, and I'm sure you have as well with the rising costs and everything that your scholarship is helping to um, uh, work with that problem. But I, I try to explain to people from what I've learned in business through people like you and others, that um, in order to make something like this worth it, the return on investment worth it like this, you have to be a problem solver who just happens to be a physical therapist, like you said. So that absolutely resonated with me. I'm so glad you said that. And that brought back memories um, of what I've learned so far. And I just wanted to share that or reiterate it with our audience um, because you've done that as a physical therapist. You're a clinician or you were a clinician, but you found other problems that you can solve for people and students to make their lives better but you're still a physical therapist. So outside of that scope of practice that we think so much of physical therapy, um, you can still solve problems outside of that clinical role, uh, which is so absolutely amazing in this field. So, so glad you brought that up. Um, so, yeah, you're yeah. so spot on, Casey. And I would even say that even as you look for attributes of those that make great physical therapists, that's what we do every day with our patients as physical therapists. We're problem solving, right? We um, are using a clinical um, method to understand, okay, what are the problems coming in? And then what are my tools in my tool belt that I have to actually solve and help these issues that they're coming to me with? So inherently as, as therapists, you, um, that kind of problem solving um, persona is something I know that schools kind of look for uh, and your ability to, to be a good problem solver, right? So just inherently, I think, from an entrepreneurship perspective, like we're great entrepreneurs because we already have that mindset of, hey, we we need we have problems that we need to solve, and we're we're here to help and to solve them, uh, at least help you solve them, help solve them with you. Absolutely. So, segueing back into um, the scholarship, is that something you look for in applicants when they apply to the scholarship? Kind of, what do you guys look for with these two scholarships? Yeah, we obviously have the um, the basic academic profile. Um, we obviously are catering to BIPOC students, so you know um, the underrepresented um, folks in, in the um, who have gotten into PT school who um, you know may have more financial need or um, and, and similar to what you're doing, we also cre have created this community of mentorship with our scholars helping the next cohort of scholars and things like that. So um, we definitely look for problem solvers. We have uh, the interview processes, the application, which has the basic criteria. And then once you sort of meet the mark on all of that, you go through um, a pretty intense uh, interview process. Um, with our what we call our beachcombers, which is a amazing group of folks that have come together to to help be a part of the selection committee, um, who are representative of you know from all different aspects of of not only the PT profession but outside of the PT profession, um, to who are kind of. Um, they know a little bit about PT, but it's really another lens of what you're like what you're saying these. Uh, intangible attributes that that these students have that you know we hope will be game changers and, and change makers in the industry to come. I love that. I love that. So let's get into the nitty gritty of, of the scholarship. How much is it worth? Yeah. When's the deadline? Uh, let's talk about that a little. Sure. So right now we are in the opening, the open process, application process for our Crest scholarship, and the Crest scholarship specifically is for. Um, incoming students going into PT school. So you either are, have been accepted and you're going into your first year or you're a rising second year student. So you've completed your first year and you're going into your second year. 
um, and you you will have started your second year by June of 2022. So you just have started. Um, the application process is open right now and is going to be closing soon. So July 15th is our absolute deadline. We've had such a deluge of applications that we extended it actually for another two weeks. Normally it's due on June 30th, but we had so many people saying, oh my gosh, I just heard about this because we're new. This is only our second year um, of doing this scholarship. Uh, our first year, I can't even tell you, the, the applications blew me away. It was so hard. We have slated three scholarships, which are worth $14,000 per year which are renewable for the three years that you're in PT school or if you're in second year, it's renewable once after your, after that first year. Um, we were so blown away and couldn't, and just couldn't narrow it down to only three that we added two other scholarships, which we call our rising tide, or I'm sorry, our rising stars. And those are worth $5,000 per year. Again, renewable for the years that you're in PT school. So um, by far it's, um, very valuable, um, and but more than the dollars, as I mentioned uh, before, it's about building a community, um, building a network that um, with our residents, uh, students as well, who that is the next scholarship, uh, which is called um, the Surge Scholarship. You kind of see this nautical theme happening here, right? <laughs> um, and the Surge Scholarship is worth $10,000 to students who have been accepted into a residency program. Most residency programs are a year, so it's a one-time $10,000 um, scholarship grant. And so together with these residents and, under, and, and PT school students coming together, it's just been a, an amazing, amazing to watch the mentorship that just naturally happens with these first year, second years, and then of course the the, the folks that have already gone through PT school and now they're on to residency. Um, not to mention, obviously, the, 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 the mentors that we've assembled. Um, if you take a look at our website, you know, we've got the likes of Afosta Giabati and um, Mia Gonzalez um, uh, in, in our, our, uh, our cohort of, of Beachcomber. So uh, just some great, great folks that are ready and willing to, to provide time and most importantly, knowledge uh, to all of our scholars. We also host, just FYI, as part of the package, we also host quarterly meetups. We call it our sandbar meetups. And um, we, uh, we get all the cohorts together and we provide some educational um, presentation uh, for 90 minutes and they get to interact with each other. And also we, we just provide a speaker. And then annually we have our North Star Summit um, which is uh, everyone actually gets flown in together um, to, you know, break bread and also go through a full day of educational um, opportunities. And all of this is really to support and provide um, a safety net for these, these um, students who, you know, a lot of our students are first time um, going through for the first time going through college, first time for sure in graduate school. Um, blown away for me, a couple of them, or a lot of them actually are working two jobs and going through PT school. I mean, when I went through PT school, I, I can't even imagine have having to work, you know, let alone one job, a two job, just with the, um, rigor that it takes to, to get through, um, you know, a physical therapy program. So, uh, it's just been a uh, super rewarding to see how uplifting and, relieving it is to take that financial burden 
away or the majority of the financial burden away and allow students to just be students and really dive into the profession and, and get immersed into what it means to your, what you guys were doing too, of um, what it means to be part of this amazing profession and how much it can give back to you. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so hard, even when I was applying in, in physical therapy school, it was so hard to find scholarships for myself. Yeah, we can find them in undergrad and different websites like that. But once it hit this grad school, it was like, yeah. you know, crickets, it was tumbleweeds, like, where's all this? So this is absolutely amazing. Uh, but just to recap yep. those scholarships, um, how many, yes. like, how many um, of the 14, is it still 14,000? And then there was a $5,000 yes. one? There's three $14,000 scholarships, and that's, um, again, annually renewable for the three years of PT school, so whatever, 14 times three, and then uh, two $5,000 scholarships um, that, again, are renewable for the years that you're in PT school. Gotcha. Beautiful. So if you get that first one, that's around $40,000, uh, it could be throughout your whole PT school career. So that can cover maybe your whole tuition or a big chunk of it, if not half of it. So again, take advantage of it. And uh, where do they apply? Where can they go to um, take advantage of this? Yeah, so you go to our website. If you go to rising with a Z, R-I-Z-I-N-G-T-I-D-E.com and you click on the scholarships tab, it'll take you right to, or there's actually a button in the upper right-hand corner that says apply now. And you just go there and you can apply. Everything is fully on our website submission. It does require some submission items. You need a couple of letters of rec recommendation um, and of course your transcript. So, and your um, acceptance letter from PT school. And there are a few essays that we, we ask you to do as well because we want to get to know you. And, and then that's it. Submit everything, submit it by July 15 and then you'll be in the running. Beautiful. Is there any advice as to how to prepare the best for this application? Or is it just come and be yourself, answer the questions, answer the prompts and go from there? 100% be yourself. Um, I think what has uh, blown us away and, and, and be able to tell your story. So um, really understanding and being able to peel back that onion as quickly as possible to get the heart and essence of why you want to be a physical therapist and you know what attracted you to the profession but more importantly what do you see for the future of yourself as a physical therapist um, and while of course it's important it's it may change over time but what is your vision of, of you as a physical therapist you know in the profession making an impact um, and and so having um, some deeper thoughts on on some of those areas I think but really being able to tell your story because I will I'll just say the interview process of course like anything is 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 an extremely important part of our overall application process um, and to uh, be able to articulate you know what exactly all those things I just said in, in a succinct but also heartfelt and um, uh, authentic uh, way is is at the end of the day what we're looking for. You heard it here. You heard it here from the founders now. So you guys know exactly what to do, where to go, when to apply. <laughs> um, so that's absolutely. But I want to I want to be clear too because I know you're pre PT. Like this is we're we're not. This is for you've gotten accepted to a PT program, um, and so. Keep us in mind if you're if you're one year away from graduating undergrad and getting getting ready to to think about where you want to go to PT school, 
um, because we'll, we'll be here. Uh, but if for this particular year and, and the scholarship process is for those have already been accepted into PT school. Absolutely. So going into PT school and it ends, you were talking about second year. So you would be going into your second year. That's the last year you can apply. Yes. Rise. You're uh, finished your first year and you're about to get in, go into your second year and your second year starts um, prior to June, um, June 30th of that year. Gotcha. You got it. You got it. You heard it here first. All right. So I have a selfish question. So how does it work to start a scholarship like you did? Um, if myself and the co-founder, Joseph, wanted to start a, a scholarship in the future, whether it's a month from now or years from now, um, how does the details work for that? Um, well, first and foremost, I had to create a nonprofit. And within your nonprofit structure, you... Um, have to be able to create it in a way that you can accept donations. Um, I have, again, have been lucky enough to, to have achieved some financial success where my, um, my financial endowment has been the start, um, sort of the seed money, if you will, in entrepreneurial terms, uh, to get this off the ground and provide you know, the first couple of years of scholarships. Um, but our goal is to continue to grow the number of scholarships that we're providing year after year, um, whether that's through corporate donations or, you know, other therapists or people in general who want to, um, you know, help the cause um, and help us uh, be able to achieve our mission of, of improving and, and providing support to, to uh, a more diverse uh, workforce in the, in the PT world. So um, it, it's creating the nonprofit 501c3 specifically, you know, in the wording and, and legalese, if you will, to be able to accept don donors. And then it's just like anything else, right? You got to get the word out there. So it's marketing. Um, it's tapping all of those resources. It's, it's starting a social media campaign, um, getting all your assets going, building a, building a website that you can do a lot of the things um, digitally that we just talked about as far as donation acceptance, all of that. So it's, it's um, even though it's a quote unquote nonprofit, it's like starting a, another business again. I mean, it is starting another business again. <laughs> wow. Well, in that case, shoot, we might just might as well donate to you guys and create as many of these either $5,000, $14,000 scholarships as possible. That might even be a better way to we, do it. So. That's right. We can definitely chat because that is on our roadmap for the end of this year. Once we get through these two scholarship um, things going, we, we are definitely looking to partner with folks that are like-minded and have the, have, you know, an audience that'd be willing to then, and we could have the pre-PT grind uh, scholarship, right? Um, so there we go. We'll be talking. Problem, solving <laughs> problems. Look at that. Just solving <laughs> problems one after the other. That's amazing. Good, good. I like yep. how this is going. Um, other questions that I have, just um, off questions here, because I know our audience, um, especially when they first find us, skew very hard, like many of us, to the sports side. And you mentioned you did sports. How did that work? How does that work? If anybody was thinking like, wait, she was, how did she do that? How, how did that all come about? Yeah, so when I um, I started talking to the therapist that was rehabbing me when I was in an, um, when I, I just asked a lot of questions first and foremost to, because I really had no idea what a physical therapist was, how much school it took, like 
what do you, what is the day in the life of? And so obviously living it as a patient first was interesting, but then as my pa- as a patient, you know, you develop a relationship with your therapist. And so I asked a lot of questions and it was intriguing. And then once that summer, um, I actually uh, went and did some office hours and got an internship uh, with the Sacramento Kings. And so I was working with their therapist and I was in at UC Davis in Northern California um, at the time. And so I knew that I had an affinity and potentially wanted to work with athletes, regardless of what medical sort of um, specialty that I was going to be in. And so um, I, you know, went down that track and got the internship, got the, you know, um, uh, observation hours and clinical sort of uh, observation and and practice a little bit. Um, And then um, the next summer after that, I actually got a job as a tech in an outpatient PT practice. And that's really where I got a lot of the experience and um, understanding and working directly with therapists and patients on a daily basis that I knew hands down, this is what I wanted to do. Um, And so, yeah, I I then applied to PT school and believe it or not, I didn't get into PT school my first year um, that I applied. I know it's a story I saw on your website. It happens a lot. And it's very, um, it's a, it's a competitive application process to get in, into PT school. And, um, and so I took the feedback that I got from the application process, um, went back and took a couple of classes over to get my GPA up and did a little bit more. Um, I, I continued to work in the PT practice and, um, and then my my second year of applying, I was lucky enough to get into a couple of schools and made my choice to go to go back to Florida, where's where I grew up. So, um, yeah, it took me a couple, it took me a time or two, and it was a little difficult uh, to swallow <laughs> um, to not get in that first year. But uh, I, I knew this is what I want, I, what I really wanted to do, and so just kept pursuing the passion. I love it. Then how did, um, how did you get to work with, from that point on, how did you go into the specialty of working with athletes and, and sports and, and things like that? Yeah. So during PT school, you get to um, choose. So you, there are a couple of assigned or mandatory clinicals that you do where you go out and you actually work in practice. Um, so I did my couple of mandatory ones. And then on my elective one, the one that I, I got to choose into the specialty that I thought I was going to go in, which I, I kind of knew I wanted to do uh, sports and outpatient. I, uh, I selected um, a uh, clinical that was actually, I was going to school in Florida. I did all of my clinicals all over the US. I did one of them in Texas. I did one of them in Birmingham, Alabama. And then um, the sports clinical one was actually, and of all places, uh, Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> But I got to work with a clinic that was inside of a hospital. They were an outpatient practice associated with a hospital that actually was the um, the uh, medical support for the Iowa Barnstormers, which was a um, indoor football league. Um, and it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. It was the year that... Um, he was a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals for a long time after he, he was in Canada. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Anyway, it was, he was super famous now, but you got, I got to work with athletes on the field as a physical therapist in the clinic. Like you saw the full circle sort of 
of how a PT can, can sort of be working with the whole clinical medical team, the, the athletic trainers and all of that. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually kind of knowing and being able to, to select and kind of choose my path. And then once I graduated from PT school, um, I had gotten a scholarship through a large corporation and, um, they were, um, had just started, I guess the, the gist of the story is you gotta, you, you kind of gotta go with the flow. Um, I didn't have a preset, like, oh my gosh, I have to live in California. I had to live in Arizona. I went where the opportunities were. I was young. I was, you know, unattached. And, um, I kind of had my career, uh, putting my career first and, um, not having those preconceived notions of, oh my gosh, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. And kind of being open to all of the opportunities and kind of being able to let them unfold and, and taking saying yes to, to lots of things um, is really, I think, what has given me the most opportunities th throughout my career, but for sure in the beginning. So I took a job in Arizona, not knowing anyone, um, thinking that I wanted to get back to the West Coast after have been living on both sides of the country and kind of felt a little more affinity to the West, um, took a chance, didn't know one person in Arizona, was only supposed to be here for a year, and now I've been here for over 20. <laughs> wow, what a story. Um, I, I explained that because I've heard so many stories similar to yours. We've worked with uh, athletes and in the sports realm, and I'm like, there's no yellow brick road. You just got to network, create your own path, follow um, the opportunities, like you said, and just um, make your own name. So that that aligns with exactly what I've heard. So, um, well, and I'll say one more thing, Casey, on that point, um, expressing the fact that I wanted to be in sports and I wanted I wanted to seek out opportunities for every clinic. And anytime I got hired, I shared my goals with the hiring manager, right? And then my clinic director who I was working for. And so having that upfront and knowing when there became opportunities that opened up, I was one of the first people they thought of because I had been open and shared that was forthright with, hey, these are the goals I want for my career path. And I think that's really critical. I think too often people are shy about thinking, oh, that's a huge aspiration. I can't, I can't say that. I'm only a, I'm only a student or I'm only a new grad, right? And so career pathing is critically important. And, and right now with, you know, how hard it is to, to keep employees, it's really important for you to, to put that out there in the beginning so that, you know, it's a partnership with that employer. Um, it's not you, it's, it's not them dictating everything to you. It should be a, a give and take partnership. Um, and so uh, I, I'll just throw that out there. I think that was really something that helped me get those steps up fairly quickly because, I was out there saying, yeah, I want to do that, <laughs> right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's just, it's, I just want to say this first, just listening to that story from start to finish, um, because over the years, our specialty has become uh, students with lower GPAs or rejected multiple times and all this. And I try to explain to them, like, there's so many like famous people in the PT community who have your story. Like you went from, <laughs> I wrote it down, rejected, um, then in school, then sports PT, then clinic director, then co-founder of a tech company, then a scholarship founder. And she's, she was just like you 15, 
17, 20 years ago, she's you. So you can absolutely, you know, blaze your own path going into physical therapy. Um, so I just needed, I know there's two people out there listening right now, like, oh, I can never be her. Oh, I can never do this. Like, no, no, you can absolutely do this. So if that blew over people's head, I just need to make sure I spent some time to talk about that. So that's absolutely amazing. I have um, two other questions for you um, yeah. going into this podcast. Um, number one, um, how does scholarships for, or do you know this yet, how does scholarships work for international students or DACA students? We have some students um, reach out to us uh, in the past years about how certain scholarships didn't work for them, or is maybe that's something we talk about after the podcast. How, how would that work with either creating a scholarship for that, or does that work for Rising Tide? For international students, it does not work today um, because our goal stated mission, is, I mean, is to, to help promote the US, like uh, people within the United States um, getting into PT school and also staying like it's it's all about the longevity and the changing the 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 US sort of PT profession, right? And so, you know, it's hard to know whether or not international students sometimes will want to stay. And then there's visa issues and all of that, and they might have to leave, right? So um, not to say that they're not important in improving the overall profession for the period of time that they're here. Um, but to our stated mission, like it's really a, a long-term play in, in how we want to change the overall diversity and makeup of, of, of the U.S. workforce. With regard to DACA students, we absolutely will entertain uh, DACA students who are, again, who have gotten into PT school and want to want to go on to become a physical therapist. There's there's no limitation to those living in the U.S., um, regardless of um, of their of their citizen status. Um, it, if they have, you know, been sort of deemed or are in this sort of uh, a grouping of the DACA students who've gone through, they've been born here, they've gone through school, um, but they're in this kind of limbo category. Um, so we absolutely would welcome anybody who is in that category to to apply. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. Appreciate that. Um, then at least the last question I have here is just your overall thoughts on the state of physical therapy. Um, are we are we dying? Is it going into the trash? Should people not even apply to this profession? Just through your experience and what you've seen over the years, um, kind of what's your thoughts of the state of PT right now? Super optimistic. Um, we have lots of things going for us as a profession. Um, I know there's you know doom and gloom stories out there, and COVID hasn't done uh, a lot of you know just like everyone, it's it's kind of made people. Um, raise their head up and question whether or not they made the right choices in, in coming to PT school. Now, do we have some things that we need to overcome with, you know, um, student debt and cost of education and uh, reimbursements continuing to decline? Uh, sure, but you know that's in our overall healthcare system in general. Um, but with the population overall of of the demographic of of where the demographic of our U.S. population is headed, like and the, the education that we have as physical therapists to uh, be more of that primary care when it comes to MSK or musculoskeletal injuries, we are primed and ready. Um, and there's so many different areas with regard to population health, diabetes, like, uh, you know, obesity, like we are the um, most educated uh, provider, healthcare provider that can be 
um, impactful in that those populations. And so um, there is definitely a lot of optimism uh, from my perspective in, in this industry. And um, I'm so thankful every day that I chose this profession as, uh, you know, my career. Um, and more of that, more than that is really my calling, right? And so um, that's why, you know, I, even though I'm not practicing clinically anymore, I, I just, uh, I keep coming back. <laughs> I keep coming back to to want to give back now that uh, to a profession that's given me so much over the years. It's, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, why is your scholarship only for physical therapists? Like, why don't you have a scholarship for anybody going any medical field? And it's like, well, no, this is my core competency. This is, these are my people, right? And I want to, I want to do that. I want to see our profession continue to grow. And to your point, um, continue to thrive um, in, in, in make a bigger mark uh, uh, in terms of us as physical therapists on, on the people that we can serve. Um, Casey, we talk a lot about in, at WebPT, which is my, my company that I co-founded, um, the 90%. So we know from data that 90% of patients who have a musculoskeletal injury um, aren't getting into PT. And so, you know, our goal is at WebPT is really to move the needle on um, improving that. Even if we did by 10%, even 5%, it would significantly, yes, overwhelm the number of clinics that we have the opportunity today and open up more and more uh, opportunities to start more PT schools, get more get more PTs into, uh, into action. And so um, we need to do a few things to, to make that happen. And we're, we're definitely, that needle is starting to move. Um, and so uh, it's an exciting time, honestly, with the connection of technology now alongside of, you know, what our bread and butter of how, when we put our hands on patients, um, those, the sort of hybrid of those two, I think is, we're going to crush it. I, I agree. That brings me to another thought just real quick, because uh, sometimes we get pushback with this is the quote unquote overpopulation of physical therapists in the next five, 10 years. But it seems like you kind of already alluded to that answer. If if we're only serving 10 percent and we expand that, we're going to need more physical therapists. Is that how you kind of see the answer to that? hundred percent. hundred percent. And we're and you look at the job opportunities today that are all over the country. We are nowhere near saturated in terms of or oversaturated in terms of number of physical therapists. So that has never been a problem. I don't see it foresee it being a problem anytime soon, especially with our aging population. Absolutely. hundred percent. Man, this has been absolutely, absolutely amazing. Again, thank you for coming on the podcast and for um, the scholarship opportunity that's only going to grow uh, throughout the years. I can't wait to see it grow and to also contribute uh, however we can uh, to help our people out in this profession. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Uh, we're problem solvers and we're solving this problem, the problems that we see. And if we can solve these problems, man, this profession is going to be booming more than it already has from the likes of people like you and others. So. I'm just, I'm just so grateful to talk to you. I've been spoiled. Uh, you you kind of mentioned um, something earlier of like the doom and gloom that we've that we've heard over the years. And I remember hearing this before I even became a physical therapist or got into PT school. But I've been spoiled to just be around people like you, uh, other business mentors, and seeing people uh, in that ecosystem just have a positive attitude about where it's going. Uh, so I'm forever grateful. So thank you for always having this attitude and keeping the profession going. So anything else? Oh, well, thank you. 
Yeah, no, thank you. And and you have to know that you're paying it forward too, as a, as one of these famous people. Like you're you're there. Um, and I'll just say, I, I'm sure we'll put the link in the in the comments or or um, send it out with an email of the link to uh, how to apply. So I would just encourage everyone, if you're interested and you qualify, please apply now. Like yes, we've had a lot of opportunities, but you or a lot of um, applications, but just like we said earlier, it could be you that we select. So don't miss out on this opportunity uh, to potentially help with offsetting the, the student debt, um, which we know for um, students of color is the biggest barrier of getting of, of continuing and not, not being able to complete PT school. So um, please, 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 if you qualify, we want to see your application. Absolutely, absolutely. You guys heard it here. Uh, rising Tide with a Z, R-I-Z-I-N-G-T-I-D-E.com. Uh, go there ASAP. We're going to be expediting, uh, expediting this episode everywhere we can. So once you hear this episode, like you have no time, like you have to apply ASAP <laughs> to take advantage of this. So um, take advantage, take action. And again, thank you so much for coming on this episode. And you guys go, Heidi is, is Googleable. Just go Google her and you'll be like, oh, that's who that is? Just, just go do your research. You'll find out why she's on this episode and having the scholarship. So um, thank you again and look out for the next episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. See you soon.